The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. RT's new Director General Kevin Backers plans to unveil widespread changes and restore trust in the broadcaster. And he started by emailing staff at 7 o'clock this morning, with the big news being that he's standing down the entire executive board and replacing it with an interim leadership team. The new DG is saying that he aims to rebuild trust, but of course he faces challenges with funding and licence fee reform. Now, I'm joined by the Ireland editor of the Irish Independent, Fionn Sheehan. Fionn, good morning. Good morning, Pat. No, I missed all this. Well, I didn't really. I was following it online. But I was away on holiday and uh, I apologised earlier, and I do it again to all my journalistic colleagues, I didn't take their calls. I thought when they heard the foreign ringtone, they'd leave me alone. But they didn't. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> they didn't. Shocking. Anyway, talk to one, talk to everybody. So I talked to nobody. I just uh, lay that out. You're and back, yeah. I'm back. And secondly, Noel Kelly is my agent. Uh, yeah. Wasn't at the time I was in RTE, but only in News Talk and got exemplary service from Noel. No complaints. Him and his team were fantastic. I have to say that. Uh, also, Ryan Tuberty started his career as a cub reporter on my radio show. And... Uh, Hard work, diligence, honesty, all of those things were his hallmark. And I just want to lay that on the line as well. Yeah, you've declared your interest. I mean, it, it in your absence, obviously, there was a, a host of uh, presenters, particularly in RTE, making statements uh, on on this this matter, on their own understanding of their of their own wages. And obviously, over the course of the weekend, you had your your colleague, uh, Kira Kelly announcing that she was departing from uh, the, the Noel Kelly management stable uh, and that that she was was citing editorial concerns as well on on, on her her own part. So people are making their own Yeah, and RTE have said that Joe Duffy and Claire Byrne can continue yes, to cover the story yeah, even yeah. though they're represented by Noel Kelly. So yeah. horses for courses. Horses for courses and the important thing I suppose is that you know conflicts of interest are declared and once they're declared then that's fine people know yeah. where they stand. And that's where I stand. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to the the testimony. Chapter three, week three, was it week three? Week three and a half. Yeah. Week three and a half yeah. uh, tomorrow uh, when the pubs will be opening and serving pints all day so people can watch the coverage of the Oireachtas committees. Can you believe it? In the pub and supping pints at the same time. Yeah. Um, Oireachtas TV is going to go like gago. It'll be a subscription service <laughs> and uh, they'll, get a, they'll get a bumper yeah. return uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, I mean... There's a big week ahead on on the the Oireachtas side. You've got Ryan Tuberty appearing before not one but two committees uh, tomorrow. Overlap between the Public Accounts Committee and and the Media Committee. Then the GA goes up on Wednesday, and then Kevin Backhurst himself in on Thursday. So as you say, he's kind of hit the ground running this morning. He's a new Director General, but he's not a new new Director General. He was there previously. Uh, he, he was head of news and also he was deputy director. Yeah, he came in as, he- as head of news uh, 2012. Then 2014, he, was, he became he was head of news uh, and deputy director general. He'd come from the BBC where he'd been involved in news and current affairs, senior management roles there. He was the favourite to become the director general seven years ago, but he was pipped by uh, mm. an external candidate called Dee Forbes, who came in from the Discovery yeah. Channel, and this was the high-profile signing at, at the time. And then he went, and now he's, he, he went to Ofcom. Ofcom, yeah. Ofcom are, are, we don't quite have Ofcom, we have a number of different bodies that are Ofcom, but they are the regulator for the media and the communication sector, so everything from mobile phones to TV stations come under their remit. He's held management roles there for the last seven years, and obviously he's, he's now coming back. Uh, some controversy in recent months over... 
people on some individuals on the board expressing yeah. disquiet about uh, David McRedman, the former head of RT, being ruled TV three being ruled out but, in the interview this was, process. This is an issue that he, as director general, will have to deal with. That he has a leaky board. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a leaky board, and uh, he has a, a an executive team uh, that is uh, is also on its on its last legs uh, apparently. So there's a lot of difficulties and challenges facing him. He also has the internal uh, staff. Uh, anger and disillusionment over what what has been going on. Uh, he has to manage relations with with the government and also reassure the public. Uh, so he's mm-hmm. kind of started out this morning by basically saying, "There's somebody in charge. There's an adult back in the room. He's setting out his stall." Over recent weeks, it's been very difficult to see who exactly is in charge here. Is it the chair and the board, or is it the acting director, director general? It's now, been very now, awkward. Again, I can go back in time. I was mm. on the board of RTE. Mm. I wasn't put there by the staff. I was put there by the minister of the day. And I know the way it used to work. Mm. And the, basically, the DG and the chair mm. kind of sort out the agenda for the board. Yeah. Documents are circulated. And the board makes very few kind of you know, day to day decisions. Yeah, but board is a bit of a misnomer, I suppose, in in RT, and that it's, it's the RT authority, and if it's not the same as you have with a company board or a semi state board, mm. where they have all powers of oversight. There's good reasons for that. A, a politically appointed board should not be able to dictate to uh, an editorially independent uh, public organisation what they can or, or or can't do. So therefore. There was Chinese walls and there were safeguards in place to prevent that. We now see that that's gone to the extreme where basically the board are claiming they didn't have a clue what was going on in the organisation. Yeah. Uh, And again, when you look at the nature of the funding of RTE, uh, it was predominantly commercial at one point. Mm. I mean, in the the heyday before the streamers arrived, uh, before the social media arrived and and stole advertising, not just from broadcast media, but from print media, as you know. Um, you know, it was predominantly commercially driven uh, with the licence fee paying for news, uh, some sporting events that couldn't wash their faces, drama that certainly couldn't wash its face. So you had this mixture of funding and one source of that funding has been drying up. The, yeah, you know, and slowing down certainly the commercial. The mm. licence fee collection has not always been exemplary. Mm. Um, so they're re- reaching a crisis point as to where do they go from here? Yeah, and, and the, the media landscape has dramatically changed and it would appear that Kind of the response from RT uh, management and from the top brass there over the course of the last decade has been to basically tell government to give them more more money. There have been some cost cutting plans laid out, but when they when they move to cut costs, there is then resistance to that. So what we're waiting to see from Kevin Backhurst is does he adopt the same tack? Is it basically mm-hmm. well, well, the government need to give us more money, or does he have an overall yeah. reform now, plan he, here? He did talk about uh, dealing with. Um, was it the the head of HR about yeah. restructuring the whole organisation? It would he, appear. You yeah, know, he's talked about pay. Is that about pay reviewing, or is it actually about restructuring the organisation? And therefore, are you talking about cutbacks and redundancies? We don't quite know what that. Yeah. He doesn't specifically say anything See, about the, the finances the, of the, the organization. The politicians going over the years, and you're probably old enough, I certainly am, to remember when a minister at times of high unemployment, the minister mm. says to all the semi states, hire more people. Mm. Okay, so the ESB uh, and RT and people like the companies like that, Board and Mona, take on people you don't need because we need to drop the unemployment number whatever way we can. A few years passed, RT has balance sheet, it's not making a profit or whatever, and the minister has to approve a redundancy plan to get rid of the people, the overmanning that the, the previous minister created in the first place. Politicians interfering is not 
ever a good idea. No, and uh, there's pros and cons on the on the TV license. As you say, the the collection rate uh, is 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 often poor, and there's a constant uh, battle there. Uh, always talk about oh, hand it over to revenue or restructure and so on and so forth. You also have to bear in mind the last increase was in two thousand and eight. The economy that was the year the economy began to yeah. crash. RTE's funding from the license fee pair, the individual householder, did not reduce during the crash, where every other public body was was seeing a dramatic um, reduction in their funding coming from from the state. RTE didn't. So there was that advantage that they had certainty. On the flip side, over the course of the last decade, probably because of water charges and the the controversy and the difficulty that, that caused there has been uh, an unwillingness to look at the television license fee. It is, a, again, it's a misnomer, um, the notion of every household sitting there watching the, the Late Late Show on a Friday night, that, that's gone. The growth of the internet, the growth of, of, of streaming services and, and podcasts and so on and so forth, means that RT are left uh, in kind of a, a structure from a bygone era. Um, th- there's an element of this, and I-, I was watching this from afar, so I wasn't caught up in the, you know, the, the live line calls and uh, mm. the calls to to lunchtime live here and all that, and what people were saying. So I was watching it from afar, and there was a word that kept cropping up in my mind, and that word was Schadenfreude, and uh, it's <laughs> yes, you know, it's a German yeah. word. It doesn't have a direct translation, but what it actually means is. The experience of pleasure, joy or self-satisfaction that comes from learning of or witnessing the troubles, failures or humiliation of another. And I thought there was schadenfreude in spades going on. You, you're saying that from the political side or from the public or who are you, who are you oh, accusing mostly of that? From, mostly from the political side, you know, that the, the people who have lost probably one and a half billion building a children's hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, given out about the f- price of flip flops. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's yeah, hard yeah, to I take. It's hard to take. The, 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 yeah, there's a lot of uh, recriminations, I suppose, going on. Is 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 one way to put it. But if if you are again going to be an organisation that says we are the body appointed on behalf of the people to hold those in power to account, yeah, then you have to be Caesar's wife. And quite clearly, what was going now, on by in the way, RG the journalistic staff. In yeah, RT have yeah. done a great job. Yes, they but that's that, you've you've several buildings out in RT. You can't have one building where to go. We're we are for probity and we are for putting questions to people and so on and so forth. And then the building next door. Mm. Well, we're not going to tell you nothing, and we're basically going to do as we please. A, no, a but fallout isn't the key from this thing here yeah. that there is state funding through yes. the license fee, because I'm sure if you went to. Um, your media house people mm. and said, we want to know what you're doing in Belgium there. Mm. Is, you know, we heard something that you're not paying people the same as you're paying them here or something like that. You, you wouldn't be told because it's a private company. Well, the, Newstalk is part of Bauer Media. It's it's a private company. So yes, RTE is held to a higher standard because they are a public body and they yeah. are in direct receipt uh, of the licence fee that people have to pay or else they are sent to jail. So, hence, yeah, standards hence come the, the, attached the to that. The level of transparency in RTE has been exposed here quite dramatically. Let's park the Ryan Tuberty issue entirely. Toy Show, the musical, everybody knew that was an utter disaster. A Christmas turkey, basically, from, <laughs> from last December. And now it turns out, yeah, everybody was right. It lost 2.2 million worth of licence fee pairs uh, money. 
uh, there doesn't seem to be any oversight or anybody questioning was this a bright idea in, in the first place why was such a risky venture undertaken why was there such an outlay of revenue on something that was an untried and un- untested uh, formula mm. people have been asking these questions for the last nine months or if not longer yeah. to RTE how much is this thing costing they were and RTE were refusing yeah, to answer. they were kicking that down road saying they haven't done the final accounts on and, it and, and so commercial on so sensitivity there's a, there's a classic line at the end of one of the briefing notes that provides the PSC last week where RTE say uh, overall, uh, RTE is proud of toy, of the Toy Show, the musical, and you no, kind of no, read I, that. I, and I didn't go, see it. Really, I didn't see it. I was one of those invited, you know, with the complimentary tickets, which I didn't take up. Um, that was to fill the audience, basically, yeah. because there were so few people there. Yeah, yeah. but um, some people in this building who did go mm. uh, were kind of surprised. It was a depressing kind of story. It wasn't. <laughs> Uh, Christmas time and uh, you know they had expected maybe to see Ryan Tuberty like the Wizard of Oz on video perhaps mm-hmm. um, but it, it appears Ryan was not consulted one way or the other this came like a bolt from the blue when it was emerged that it was halfway through its development before Yeah and, and two senior producers from the Late Late Show were seconded basically to to produce uh, this musical there was an uh, interesting answer at one of the committees where it was said that uh, you know, Ryan was informed about it, but he wasn't involved in it. So, uh, you know, there, there, it was a, effectively a spin-off series uh, from the the RT Late Late Show toy show, and yeah. yet there seemed to be a complete disconnect with the actual Late Late Show toy show itself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but also booking the convention centre, yeah, you know, massive. you might be better off piloting something like this in the but parish the, hall. The logic, fine. I mean, it was put on a big show, they need to have additional ventures and so on. This just seemed to be an enormous risk taken uh, on this venture and the abject lack of transparency from RT was, was, was quite stunning. And also, you know, we've seen that over recent weeks, uh, not answering basic questions on the emergence of this uh, financial crisis first went to them this day three weeks ago and said, lads, do you know anything about a major financial crisis being undertaken and an accountancy firm and a law firm being involved and got no answer? So, I mean, that's they've started down that route. Marty Morrissey was another one last week. No answers uh, on that. There was rumours going around about departures at the weekend and RT were suggesting, well, if you print that, it'll be defamatory. And then suddenly 24 hours later, the same person that we've been talking about resigned. So you're, you're kind of looking at it going, this afternoon, Kevin Backhurst will do a... 30-minute press conference with the entire media other than RTE. And yet he's talking about, oh, I want to be open and transparent and talk to You mean 30 media. minutes won't do it? It'll be 30 minutes and people are being told you have one person per media organisation is, is, is allowed to attend. Meanwhile, he does his statements and he does his own private interviews with mm. RTE, but everybody else is told you can all pack in and you can have one question each and you can have one person per media organisation. That's yeah. all we're going to do. Um, some of the, the, the stuff, though, um, has been a little uncomfortable. I mean, Marty Morrissey was mm. exposed as uh, driving a Renault car or whatever. But Without declaring his, it, I mean, that, yeah. the, no, the, no, the, I'm, the, that's not what I'm going. The, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not uh, quarrelling about that mm. at all. I'm quarrelling about the picture of his kids on the the front of a paper. You know, yeah, I, I thought I found that intrusive. Um, also, the story of Collins and his wife having been killed by a tree falling down in Waterloo Road. You know, yeah. Well, a lot of issues. Jeremy you know. O'Leary, the commercial director, did did make a point last week uh, in in the media committee where she said there had been a lot of intrusive 
uh, coverage of her. She was saying both in mainstream media and, and online, and she said that this had damaged her, her mental health. Uh, she also said uh, that she wanted to, to correct certain certain suggestions yeah. that had been put out there uh, online. So, yeah, inevitably, people who are so firmly in, in the public eye are going to come in under a, yeah. enormous scrutiny. But, but your kids? And yeah. these are not over 18s. These yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I agree yeah. with you there. Yeah. Now, um, advice to <laughs> Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly as they go into the committee. There was a, a very interesting article, I think it was in the Irish Times, which I read over the weekend, suggesting that this is not about them at all. It's about the people who are asking the questions and the sound bites that they will get to do that really, if Noel Kelly and Ryan Tuberty are going in to try and explain things, they may not really get a chance because everyone is looking for their, you know, their reportable moment yeah. on, on, online and elsewhere, which well, would be on their social media within minutes of uh, them delivering the killer question. Well, I, I, I don't know, has Noel Kelly rung you up and asked for your adv- advice on, no, on, on how no. to handle, <laughs> handle th- th- this matter? Nor would I know, by the way. The, I've never been before a do- uh, an yeah. about this committee, so I don't know. I've only seen the seen it on the telly. Something that they have, uh, I'd argue, got right from the start is basically told the they have corresponded uh, with the Oireachtas committees through their legal representatives, and they've also said that their legal representatives will be attending yeah. with them. So if you get TDs who just want to go off and have their own soundbite and throw any random questions at them, that won't be allowed, and that shouldn't be allowed. And you'd have to say some of the questions that were put at the RTE management and board team over recent weeks uh, arguably should not have been allowed. And you'd question, were those who attended as witnesses, were they warned in advance that these questions were coming? So, for example, as Richard Collins told, you would have to answer questions about your salary because he seemed to be completely taken aback uh, on that. Because RTE are down the Supreme Court, sorry, the Oireachtas are down the Supreme Court at the moment saying, oh, we've all sorts of of rules in place now and people are told exactly what's coming at them and we give people breaks and there's nothing untoward and we don't look to damage anybody's reputation and and so on and so forth. And that's on foot of the Public Accounts Committee and John McGuinness uh, as chair breaking the law 10 years ago with their treatment of Angela Kern. So the Oireachtas committees have to be very careful about how they treat Mm. these two witnesses tomorrow. Now, the other question is um, both Ryan Tuberty and Old Kelly, along with their solicitors, are turning up Mm. um, and and they have volunteered to do this. They didn't wait to be compelled. If compelled, uh, they could be. Um, Why? I mean, should should RTE be afraid, be very afraid yeah, of what there, might be coming there'll out? Be a, a, I mean, both sides of the story. We'll now see what exactly is, is Noel Kelly's version of, of events around the, the negotiations. So what, we're being, what has been presented to us by the RTE side is that negotiations were ongoing in the latter parts of, of 2019 into 2020, uh, around a contract, a new contract for Ryan Tuberty from 2020 to 2025, that demands were being made and RTE were pushing back, such as RTE were not agreeing to underwrite an additional mm. top-up payment uh, f- from from Renault, uh, that basically substantial pressure was then applied to RTE over the following years to pay up these sums uh, and that it was written in the contract and therefore uh, it had to be done. So it'll be interesting to hear, well, what's Noel Kelly's version of events? Because mm-hmm. he was the, the guy on the other yeah. side of the table uh, during during those negotiations. So that picture has been presented that this was all the Ryan Tuberty side basically pushing 
uh, for things and ultimately RTE uh, relented. So it'll be, well, what exactly was, what was the counter side, landing side? What was the threat? If, the, if RTE didn't deliver on this, was Ryan Tuberty going to leave? Was he going to go somewhere else? Was he going to pop up here in, in Newstock? Was he going to go to the BBC? What exactly was the situation there? How did this contract uh, with, with Renault uh, and underwritten by RTE uh, come about? And also, what's the story with this other payment of 120 grand going back 2017 to 2019? Is that a loyalty bonus? Is that an extra payment that that came on on top of things? What exactly is that? So the Tuberty and Kelly argument on day one, which was this is all an internal RTE accounting practice, nothing to do with us, but that clearly, that strategy failed. They then went into silent mode for the last two and a half weeks and now they're getting to present their side of the the argument. As I say, it'll be the most gripping Aractus TV episode ever, probably. Since, since who shot JR, we haven't had such a cliffhanger. <laughs> Fiona Sheen, Ireland editor with the Irish Independent. Ed, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.